It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to align your life so you can make these things happen. So I want to welcome you today to our show. Today we're going to be talking about hip and low back pain along with SI joint pain. So it's kind of a, a triple header, I guess you can call it. But it's um, one of those things that I've noticed a lot of patients coming in with um, here lately. It's typically an issue that happens in the spring because people are obviously more um, apt to be out and about. But realistically right now is something that is happening a lot more often than I would, I guess, I would like to admit. Um, a lot of people are coming in with hip pain, and, you know, that's translating to that low back pain and also radiating down the legs. So I'm going to dive into that and talk a little bit more about what you can do to obviously prevent that from happening to you or if you have it, what you can do to actually resolve that issue. Uh, but as always, uh, you know, I want to remind you as well, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the Internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can also find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can press option 2 to talk to one of our team members. Um, And also, you can text that number as well. You can text 937-552-7364. And, you know, also want to let you know that we do have a dinner coming up this Monday, this Monday, the 12th of December. It is the last dinner of the year. So if you've been waiting month, you know, from January to now, and you're like, hey, I'll go later, I'll go later. Uh, hopefully the stars align and you have the time, or you're off work, or whatever the case is, so you can actually come to the dinner and find out what it is that we do. Once again, the dinner is just the opportunity for you to come and listen to how we approach health naturally from within in our office, and how not only does that happen, how we can address it preventatively, uh, so you don't continue having the ailments that you have uh, from day to day and also how to do it without drugs and surgery. So that's what our office is about. So if you're interested in coming to that dinner, once again, you can come by yourself. You can come with yourself along with four friends. So five of you total. If you want to bring more people, let us know so we can accommodate accordingly. But once again, last dinner of the year, don't miss it. If you've been thinking about, hey, I should have, could have, would have, uh, I tell you all the time that, you know, people that think that obviously eventually will have regrets in the future if they don't do something, especially with their health. Your health is something that, yes, you can restore back, but sometimes there are limitations to matter that do not allow you to restore some of the issues that you may have um, developed over the years because you've neglected some issues. So, uh, as always, I like to also dive into why it is that I get on radio, and I know that, um, you know, I shared – uh, last time that I had my family here, and you know it's been it's been many many years since we had our whole family together. My brother, my sister, myself, my mom, uh, and you know it was just a blessing for us to have everybody here for Thanksgiving. And you know, of course, I like to start the show always by sharing my story, really my mom's story as to why I get on radio and. Uh, eight years ago, actually, is kind of crazy, and I talked about this last week, I'm pretty sure, but eight years ago, uh, my mom was diagnosed with cancer, but the last time my whole family was together, all together, we got family pictures and everything taken that, that, that time also, um, it was nine years ago. It would be literally 
a few short months before she was diagnosed with breast cancer. So we met her in the summer. I think it was fall. And then literally uh, February of 2014, it would have been, she would have been diagnosed with breast cancer. So my mom, when she was first diagnosed, she calls me to tell me she starts crying on the phone. Of course, obviously it's heavy news to know that one of your family members that, you know, is diagnosed with a disease such as cancer. So she starts crying on the phone. Of course, I start crying. I ask her immediately, what are you going to do? She says, son, I know what I'm not doing. I'm not doing chemo and radiation. At which point, of course, I became scared. I'm like, I don't know what else you're going to do. That's the only treatment, you know, remedies out there, uh, you know, as far as, you know, medical uh, treatment. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. But I'm like, you know what? Let's give your body the best shot at fighting this thing naturally and give you as many years as possible if you're not going to do the conventional treatment. So I'm like, you know, mom, let's get your spine checked. I've been going to school and I've been learning that the brain controls the body. And if there's any interference between your brain and your body communicating, your body does not heal and function at 100%. So mom, let's get your spine checked. We got her spine checked. And from the side view of the neck, when you look at the neck from the side on an x-ray, you're supposed to be nice, have a nice 45 degree angle curve. When we saw my mom's x-ray, we saw that she had lost 100% of the curve. Her neck was completely straight, which is not normal. Uh, she has zero, she has zero degrees out of 45. So of course that's a strike. Then we look at her other x-ray from front to back and we see that death smack in the middle of her shoulder blades between her shoulder blades, her spine is deviated off to the side. So she has a bend in her spine in that area. When I saw that, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm like, you know, that can't be helping anything because for years my mom would struggle with upper back pain, neck pain and headaches. And when I saw that, I'm like, that that's gotta be doing something, you know? And every time she went to the doctors, when she would have all these issues when I was younger, she would always be told the same exact answer. Here's a drug. Here's a pill. Here's a surgery that you can do if you want. It's going to take care of the problem. So, of course, she would take the drugs that would mask the symptoms but never would get surgery. But she would always have these problems recurring until it eventually exploded into a bigger problem like cancer, um, you know, just because nobody was really checking that area out or doing something about it, right? So... You know, I finally asked my mom, you know, like I've been telling you for years to do things different. She says, son, uh, the reason I've decided to do things different now is because I finally realized that I can die and I want to see my grandchildren grow up. And those grandchildren she's referring to is the grandchildren she got to spend the time with on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, you know, she was here for a whole 12 days, actually. But she got to spend some time with her, my, my kids, you know, four of them, my sister's four kids, and then my brother's three kids. So literally her whole entire family under one roof for Thanksgiving. So I can't think of any better way that, uh, to, to motivate you to do something different about your health than to share my mom's story because my mom's story is one of perseverance. Yes, of course. It's not all hunky-dory and amazing and rainbow, rainbows and butterflies, but she pers persevered because she had a bigger reason to stay alive and stay healthy for than herself. So this is where I implore you who is listening, who is, uh, you know, kind of on the fence. Those of you who have been listening for years. And I know some of you literally come. And I, I literally had some of you come. Uh, uh, my office may not be the right place for you, and that's okay. You know, but it, it, are you worth the shot? Are you worth the let me try? Are you worth the money? Are you worth the time? Are you worth the effort? Uh, actually, if you're not worth it, is your family worth it, right? Because you not being here healthy robs your family of a great relationship with you. So this is what I always just, I want to encourage people to do things different. And even some of you, obviously I know some, this show may cover into Indiana. Like some of you are never going to come to my office. You're too far away. Do something different though. 
Don't just keep sitting there idle saying like, oh, this is my fate. Uh, you know, this is my time. I, I, I'm not going to get better. And just woe is me mentality because you're, you're worth more than that. And you got to believe that. And if you don't, then obviously you got bigger issues. You need some psychological help, but your family wants you to be well so you can be there for them and you don't be a burden to them. Uh, and, and you can actually participate in the things that you always dreamed of doing like Christmas and Thanksgiving and vacations and, just throwing the ball around in your backyard with your kids, right? So that's what it's about. So, you know, that's why I'm diving into this topic of hip pain because it's something that, you know, a, a lot of people don't um, do not deal with it, but some people do. And I, I would say that a lot more people are suffering from, from it now, especially with the weather changing. Obviously, the full kind of not-so-good weather is full effect. Obviously, this week was kind of rainy and gloomy the whole entire time. That barometric pressure change definitely affects your joints. And one of the biggest joints that carries the most weight in our body is our hips. And, you know, you know the, the hip is just literally, uh, its purpose is to create that junction between your body, the trunk, and the legs so you can move about, sit down, stand up, you know, etc. So when people have hip pain, it's very debilitating because you're using that joint all the time. So I'm going to talk about different, you know, types of hip pains. But one of the main things that a lot of people, and this is actually kind of crazy now that I realize uh, after being in practice now six years, is that people are like literally deathly afraid of your hip, their hip being so bad that they need a hip replacement. I cannot tell you the amount of people, and I, and I know like back in the day when I used to play a testimonial from my phone over the air, and it obviously wasn't, didn't sound all that great, but nonetheless, I would share testimonials, you know, of people recording testimonials. Uh, you know, but literally I had a patient in the past that thought she, she needed a hip replacement. And any time that I talk to somebody that feels so much pain in their hip and they feel that that's going to be the outcome, they all get emotional. They all start almost crying. If not, they do start crying, men included. And they're like, I'm not really sure if I, if I want that or if I'm ready for that because I saw my uncle, sister, cousin, grandpa, grandma, mom, or dad go through that. And I don't want that to happen to me. So obviously that's the most, um, the most serious and egregious type of hip pain. So I'm not going to dive into that one because legitimately, like if you have a hip that's so deteriorated that, uh, you need a hip replacement and you've already gotten your first, second, third opinion, you talk to the orthopedic surgeon, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's going to be very minimal that we can do for you. I'm not saying that we won't be able to alleviate your pain, but Literally, uh, you know, the pain for it to be gone forever or be able to be helped completely is unfeasible because what happens when you have uh, the joint that's deteriorating so much that you need a hip replacement is that the normal anatomy of the actual femur head along with the hip socket itself has changed. You have so much arthritis, degeneration of, you know, you know, different cartilages and labrum and tendons, etc. So it's, a, it's essentially a big mess that there's no other way around it other than cutting out the old and putting in something artificially new that you can hang on to until the Lord calls you home. So this is where, obviously, I'm not going to dive into that, but that's the first one that a lot of people think of. Like, oh, I, I'm going to need a hip replacement. And I, I would tell you, I, I've had so many patients that come in with that kind of mentality. Not that they want that, but they're so afraid. Like, is that, is that was going to be? And we assess and we adjust, and they're like, oh, wow, like, it was just that this was out of position. And then they walk around like, I, my hip feels amazing. I'm able to run again, walk again, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll be talking about those other types of 
hip pain categories that do arise that a lot of people are just not aware of. And number two, they're not aware of how to actually take care of them so they don't affect their lives negatively, obviously, for years to come. So I do have to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957 WHIO, Dangerous and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Learn the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on Instagram at Full Life Chiropractic. You can also find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. Uh, you can also find us by calling our office or texting our office. Our number is 937-552-7364. If you want to text, you can text. If you say, hey, I want to come to the dinner on Monday, December 12th, you can text uh, dinner and plus, you know, dinner, me, plus two, dinner, me, plus four, however many people you're going to be bringing. Um, you know, the dinner's free. You come, you listen. If it makes sense, you obviously make an appointment for this to make sense, and you leave there with a belly full of food. So that's a way that you can reach out to our office. If you're like, no, I don't need a dinner. I kind of can tell that I need help, and I want to do something different, and I'm ready now. You can just text new patient to 937-552-7364 or in press option two if you want to talk to somebody. But if you're like, no, I just have more questions. You're more than welcome to call our office and ask any questions you have regarding our care and what we do in our practice. So, you know, talking about hip pain for those of you who are just joining us right now, uh, been talking about hip pain and just kind of, you know, going through the, the reasons why people get hip pain. Uh, one of the top ones is that pe- people have such bad arthritis that the hip needs replaced. So I'm not going to really dive into that from that aspect. I'm going to dive into the other reasons why people have hip pain. So, Hip pain, and of course, I'll, I'll move into the sacroiliac joint and how this all translates to the low back. So, um, one of the top reasons why people have hip pain is because of inflamed tendons. So, you know, the tendons can actually get inflamed just to not necessarily just too much exercise, and you know, it's just too much activity, too much activity. Whether it's working, uh, you know, yes, exercising. Moving, standing, whatever the case is, something you're doing over and over repetitively that causes that tendon to not be able to relax enough, long enough to heal, creates inflammation. So that's one of the top reasons why people would have hip pain is because the, the tendons are inflamed. What what tendons? Not all of them, but obviously quite a few of them. You know, uh, Some of them that deal with the low back muscles, some of them right there in the hip joint itself, in the front and the back. So all those tendons can actually get inflamed, one, some more than the others, right? So, Or you can develop tendonitis as well in those tendons. So that would be as well a reason as to why people would have hip pain. And, you know, it's that hip pain that, like, if you move your hip in a certain position, it actually gets better. If you move in a certain position, it actually gets worse. Whenever you have hip pain that's, like, unbearable and it hurts in every position, sitting, standing, walking, uh, you know, the, the legs together, legs apart, one leg forward, one leg back. That hip pain is typically very um, commonly seen in patients that have severe, severe arthritis that, once again, more likely than not, their hip has deteriorated so much that it needs to be replaced, right? So 
So inflamed tendons is one of the main reasons. Arthritis is another reason for actual hip pain as well. So osteoarthritis um, could be one of the main reasons. And obviously, this is just the wear and tear because we're getting older, right? You wear it down. You wear it down the cartilage that surrounds the joints. And eventually, those joints start failing and they don't do their job. And that causes irritation, inflammation, therefore causing pain. Uh, another type of, uh, you know, arthritis that can result from it, it can you can have is a result from like a fracture or trauma. So you fall, you hit your hip, something like that. Other types of arthritis, infectious arthritis, which is very rare. Uh, your hip bone will get an infection, slowly start eating away at the bone. Obviously, that's like a medical emergency, you know, surgery, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously, that's something that's also I'm not going to talk about all that much, but then rheumatoid arthritis is also another type of arthritis that actually would really affect the hip joint as well due to the ligaments and synovial joints getting stiffer as you get older just because of the autoimmune issue, uh, disease of rheumatoid arthritis. And then you can also have bursitis as well. Uh, and of course, once again, less likely it's a hip fracture as well that would be causing hip pain. So we'll dive into the arthritis and bursitis and other things here in a short bit, but I have to take a quick break right now. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957 WHIO, Dates and Talks. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to align your life so you can make these things happen. So I want to welcome you back to the show for those of you just joining us, um, catching us here in the second half, we're talking about hip pain, uh, low back pain, and SI joint pain, sacroiliac joint pain. And I've been focusing really on hip pain because I'm going to kind of walk through as to how everything else is developed from that hip pain. So, um, you know, in the previous segments, I talked about what the causes of the hip pain could be, things such as inflamed tendons, arthritis, so osteoarthritis. Uh, trauma to the joint, or even rheumatoid arthritis, and then also bursitis as well. And, you know, the bursa, and I want to talk about this um, because I didn't really get a chance to dive into it in the last segment, but the bursa is a, it's basically a little liquid-filled sac near the hip joint that is meant to reduce friction and just discomfort. So the actual um, bursa, becomes irritated and inflamed due to injuries, overuse, postural problems, etc. So this is where, you know, if you have bursitis, is something from more likely than not an overuse or overcompensation just causing that liquid filled sac or bursa to get inflamed and irritated, right? So that is what the bursitis or trochanteric bursitis would then lead to hip pain. And it all really comes down to, you know, it really comes down to where your hip pain is. And this is, I want to dive into this right now. So if your hip pain is like on the outside, like where you put your hands in your pockets and you go just so outside to the hip there 
if it's kind of high right against that bone, that is more likely not bursitis. That's probably the bursa itself getting inflamed. And it's like that hip bone that you hit off the counter uh, as you're walking <laughs> and it kind of hurts really bad. You kind of like walk into the corner of the counter in the kitchen or whatever. So that's that's the bursa. But if you kind of go up a little bit or down, typically down from there, and feel pain kind of like in the hip slash side of the leg, that's typically IT band. And I said also above the bursa because above is where that muscle is, is a tensor fasciolata, TFL. That muscle is what engages that tendon, the IT band, iliotibial band, and that causes not only hip pain. So if you have hip pain and knee pain and low back pain in the same side, typically it's because of a IT band issue or that muscle TFL being pretty tight. So this is where um, that's one of the locations for hip pain. A lot of people, and this is the thing, you got to kind of define the anatomy. Some people will point also to their low back just uh, below their belt line and say, hey, doc, I have hip pain right here. So that is technically the SI joint, the sacroiliac joint. That's not the hip joint. So that's where you got to kind of know what you got to know where specifically the pain is coming from. And some people obviously have a hard time because they're like, no, like, I can't even describe it. Is the pain deep in the hip or is it like superficial? Is it in the front or back? Is it on the side? Is it high or low? All those things matter. So um, the actual hip itself, it would be in the anterior. So patients that come into our practice say, hey, Dr. Juan, right here in front, like right, I put my hands in my pocket and I don't go off to the sides, but I go right here in the front of my thigh, just literally the very highest point of my thigh where my thigh meets my trunk. That right there, but really, really deep, I have pain in there. That is technically your hip. So that is the junction between the femur head and the actual pel pelvic bone, the actual socket. So when you have pain in there, it could be, yes, of course, you know, some really bad arthritis that you need a hip replacement for, which is not all that often. But it could also be arthritis, wear and tear, tightness. One of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of people will have very slight uh, labral tears, labrum. The labrum is this kind of like cartilage that holds the femur head socket in place. If you kind of heard that word labrum and you're like, yeah, I've heard that before, but it wasn't in the hip. There's You also have one in your shoulder. So don't be surprised. You do have a labrum in your shoulder as well. And both shoulders, actually, <laughs> not just one. So, um, so the hips have this thing called a labrum. And sometimes what happens is that you have these small tears that happen. So you'll be walking around and your hip like all of a sudden just clicks or pops or it gets to a point, And this is something I know because I have this, um, that like you wake up in the morning, you're walking around and your, your hip just feels off. Like it just feels like, man, like something is wrong. Like I, I just feel like I need to stretch or like almost like it needs to pop. That's literally what people say all the time. So it feels like it needs to pop, but it won't. That's typically not a, an arthritis that is so bad that you need a hip replacement. And this is exactly what I had a patient in the past. Um, you know, she came and she's like, Dr. Juan, like I have this really bad pain. I'm scheduled with my medical doctor next week to get an opinion. And then he's going to send me to a specialist to see my hip and take x-rays, et cetera. Um, I, I think I may need a hip replacement. And she starts crying. I'm like, I don't like, I don't know about that. Can I just take a look? So, of course, I adjust her spine, 
And then after that, I get to the hip, and I'm like, hey, go ahead and flip over face up. She flips it f- face up. Then I start taking her hip through, like, ranges of motion by, like, grabbing her leg and pulling it and turning it in and out. Then I realized, I mean, I don't think it's a hip replacement because if I did, I mean, uh, not a hip replacement, but a, a hip that's so bad that it needs a replacement, um, you would have pain really, really bad when I did this, this, and this. And she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have any pain doing that, but I have pain when you do this and that. So I took her hip through the ranges of motion, and I did a specific adjustment in that hip area. She stands up. And then she just looks at me. She starts crying even harder, gives me a hug, walks off like three or five steps, comes back. And she's like, I feel like I'm walking on air. I feel like I'm walking on air. It's because her hip was no longer jammed up because she actually had a partial labral tear. That labral tear, there's a little flap that sometimes like, you know, folds underneath or just gets out of position. So when we adjusted, the hip just kind of got in the proper alignment. It stopped putting as much strain on that tear or potential tear, the partial tear from the labrum. And she was walking around um, completely pain-free. And she was just so blown away that she's been to specialists, you know, other modalities, and nothing has worked for her. So that's why in our practice, we yes, of course, we, we take x-rays, but we look at a little further deeper because now, so let's talk about a little bit about the SI joint and knee pain and low back pain. So now, you have a hip that's off because you may have a uh, a labrum tear. And now you're sitting there like, oh, like my my hip just feels like it needs to pop. And you're walking around. You're still going out about your life, taking kids to school, working a full-time job, you know, breaking the leaves, etc. You're sitting there like, man, like I literally uh, feel knee pain or low back pain. If you, if you feel those, that makes absolute sense because you are in the same kinetic chain. That's what we call it, kinetic chain. So the kinetic chain is like the ankle. So it's on the right or left. So let's say the right ankle, the right knee, the right hip, the right SI joint, and the right side of the low back. So it's all like a kinetic chain. So if any of those items is out of position, your ankle, your knee, your hip, your you know low back, uh, SI joint, any of those items is out of position, it can create problems and cause you to move abnormally or aberrant movement, which is not good. When you do that, you put strain on other areas, wearing those areas out, and potentially obviously causing even further issues in the actual um, area you already had the original problems with, right? So basically, um, you know, how it translates over to the SI joint, if your hip's off, it's going to throw off the biomechanics of your actual SI joints. Your SI joints are going to become inflamed, and you can have sacroiliitis. Not that you, you're going to develop that, but you could. And then you're not only that, it's that compensating your hip, and your SI joint are not moving. Guess what that affects next? The tailbone, which attaches to the low back. Now you start having low back pain, spasms, etc. Then your body gets intelligent and says, I'm going to adapt. So it adapts to the ankle and the knee. And now you have knee pain or ankle pain or both. Sound familiar? Some of you are like, Dr. Juan, you literally describe my entire problem. And by the way, my problem is on the right side. Yep. You, some of you are like, yeah, that's on the right side. That's exactly where it's at. It's on the right side or left side. So this is where hip pain becomes a problem now. Because now you're you know, hitting the new year, New Year's resolutions that nobody keeps. Right? But you're starting to work out or summer, spring comes around, you're starting to get out there and start walking. 
And now you're being limited by what your body can and cannot do. So that is very frustrating. This is where people that are older are like, you know what? Take me already. I can't do anything with my body. And they're laying there in the hospice bed and like, I don't want to deal with it anymore. I just want to go home. It's because their bodies are falling apart. So this is where in our practice we address those things because if you do not, they compound. It's, and it's not compounding interest. It, you know, it's compounding problems that actually are going to lead you to having a future surgery or having future medical intervention that are going to create other side effects that you don't need or want in your life. So this is something that is very, very important for people to understand. Your hip is not literally gone once you start feeling clicking or pain. You can still do something different to fix it. So really it comes down to are you willing to fix it? Are you willing to do something different for yourself, your family, and your future uh, you know, future children, grandchildren, right? And that is an answer, a question you can only answer yourself because we don't want to answer for you. Otherwise, we'll be forcing you to do something you don't want to do. So, um, you know, that's, that's the gist as far as hip pain and how it happens. So then now what happens if you have hip pain has been going on for a while and now it starts bothering the SI joint. So the SI joint on whatever side is stuck starts actually moving too much or too little. When that happens you start then inflaming that area and that area gets inflamed. Then the nerve receptors get irritated and they cause pain. So then when you have that pain signal, your body says, Hey, we need to actually, um, we need to tighten down these muscles over here to protect the SI joint because the SI joint keeps screaming that it needs help. Something's wrong. We can't tell, but we're going to go ahead and tighten down these muscles to protect ourselves. And that's where muscle spasms come from, and that's how they happen. So I do have to take a quick break here, folks. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957-WHIO. Dangers and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 957-WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Once again, reminder, there's the dinner coming up this Monday, Monday, December 12th at Basil's in Troy, 6.30 p.m. Come there, listen, uh, learn, and apply if it makes sense to you. If it doesn't make sense to you, don't apply. Just come listen and eat, and then hopefully you leave there reformed in one way, shape, or form, and then you can actually do things differently for yourself, even if you don't obviously come to our office. So, uh, But definitely, definitely something that, you know, I encourage people that are kind of on the fence, like, I'm not really sure about going to him. I don't know him. I'd listen to him on radio for a year or two and seems like a nice guy, but I'm not really sure. Like, what does he do? What does he not do? That's exactly what we talk about at the dinner. So once again, if you want to come to the dinner, uh, either give our office a call or you can text 937-552-7364. That is the office number. If you press option two, literally you'll go to uh, one of our team members that will talk to you. If you just text that number, we'll reply black. We'll reply back via text message. So, uh, once again, that dinner is Monday, twelfth of December, six thirty p.m. at Basil's in Troy. So, just wrapping it up here, talking about hip pain. And now, okay, Doctor Wine, you described the problem. Now I understand that why my hip 
clicks and hurts. And if I walk around long enough, then my low back starts hurting, my SI joint starts hurting, or my knee may start hurting. Makes sense. What do I do about it? So there are a couple of things you can do. Number one, you can actually call, you can literally get, you know, get busy doing some stretching or, you know, keeping that area mobile. So you can stretch your hip. Obviously, the biggest, biggest thing you can stretch, and if you don't remember anything else that I say, the biggest thing you can do to help your hips, uh, for them to be able to withstand what you do to them every day, which is walk around and lift heavy things and whatever, is actually stretching your hip flexors. Your hip flexors are the muscles that flex your hips, so bring your knee up. Like, if you're standing up and you want to pick your knee up, um, that you know, and bring it up straight up, you're using your hip flexors to do that. If those muscles are tight, it throws out the whole entire actual, um, you know, biomechanics of the hip. So this is something that we also notice in our practice that sometimes patients will say, Dr. Juan, I have hip and I have hip pain. So we'll adjust the hip a couple times. And like, I still have hip pain. It's really bad. It's really bad. They're like, okay, well, we start obviously with the bone to adjust it. And they're like, start looking, okay, doing some, you know, investigating. And we realize, okay, well, the psoas muscle which is the, you know, the deep muscle hip flexor that we have, that psoas muscle is actually really tight or is, you know, in the spasm or is whatever. So what we do is we adjust and we release that psoas muscle. So this is where, you know, the relaxation and stretching of the hip flexors is absolutely crucial because if that hip flexor stays tight, it's going to es- essentially cause the abnormal movement of the actual hip joint. So if you're sitting there thinking like Dr. Juan, I stretched out, I've done the massage, I've done the stretching, I've done all that stuff, but I'm still actually having some problems, you know, stretching, physical therapy, taking medications are basically the top things you can do at home. Uh, Of course, getting injections and all that stuff, right? But the last thing I want to talk about is going to be what can you do other than that? You can actually do alternative treatments like chiropractic. So why? You can, of course, do acupuncture as well. But why? Because we take and align the hips, the hip bones, the actual low back itself. So if it's aligned properly, it can function properly, therefore putting less tension on the tendons, which, of course, if there's too much tension, they get inflamed, etc. So putting less and less tension causing the body to actually recognize there's been a change and allowing those muscles and ligaments and tendons to actually relax and function effectively. So this is where if you're sitting there with hip pain that you've had for 5, 10, 15 years, even a year, even two weeks, and you're like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and I want to do something different, I highly encourage you to obviously give give our office an actual try and see what we can do for you. If you're not ready to do that, that's okay. You can also... Text the number 937-552-7364. You can text the number and actually come to the dinner on Monday, December 12th, 6.30 p.m. at Basil's and Troy. Because then at that moment, you'll be able to ask all the questions. You get to meet me, kind of understand, uh, you know, what it is in our philosophy and how we approach things and how we don't prescribe drugs and we don't do any of that stuff. We really want to just allow your frame to function effectively at 100%, so your body can then heal effectively at 100%. So that's what we do at that dinner. If you're interested, by all means, come and listen, learn, and hopefully you can transform your life. So, you know, there's other alternative, med- you know, therapies and medicines that you can do, of course, 
But the top two that you can look at when dealing with hip pain is chiropractic and acupuncture. Of course, massage is amazing. Massage just dresses the muscles that obviously are tight. So something also that you can incorporate as well uh, to help your body heal effectively, naturally, without drugs and surgery. So, folks, I am out of time. Uh, thanks so much for joining me today. I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Just continue to enjoy the season. Of course, yes, things are hectic, you know, pre-planned pre, uh, pre, things that you got to do. But at the end of the day, enjoy the time together with your family because you never know if this could be the last time you're all together. So, uh, you know, I pray that you guys all have an amazing time. Once again, thanks so much for listening. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, Days and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.